0: Welcome to Ask Amanda About Marketing, a podcast in which I, Amanda, or occasionally a special guest, answers your questions about inbound marketing. Straightforward, right? If you want to submit a question, email me at amanda at frac.tl. I'd love to hear from you. Let's get right to it. On today's episode, I am pleased to be joined by Dan Wesley, who is the founder of creditloan.com and is also working on a variety of other projects, including uh, being one of the evangelists for Quote.com. Uh, welcome to the show, Dan.
1: Hey, great, Amanda. Nice to, nice to meet you and, and to be here.
0: Oh, I'm excited to have you. And So in this episode, um, we're going to talk a lot about some of the sites that he's built from the ground up and I'm really interested to get your perspective on how you were able to develop like growth and marketing strategies along the way but just to kick things off can you talk about just your overall career background like you know the generalities of what you've accomplished so far? Yeah sure sure thing
1: so you know my, my background is, is definitely a unique mix of uh, of medical science and, and business um, which you know which fortunately has helped me to Kind of train me to see things a little bit differently, and and at the same time a little bit you know, inter, ish, interestingly. Uh, least. So, um, you know, I'm a blue ocean, nonlinear uh, thinker. Um, you know, with 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 credit loan, I was certainly inspired by those uh, you know make money while you sleep commercials. This is a 2003 uh, you know late night TV, and, <laughs> and uh, you know just knowing that. You know, having a really stable, nice, nice job. Uh, uh, I think that's you know where where side hustle came in, right? It was just you know, there's there's some uh, intangible ability here in a, in a virtual world, um, you know, to create value and and also uh, uh, po- you know possibly just some side 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 money. That's all it, that's all it was inspired by. Little did I know that an entrepreneur spirit, uh, you know, was calling me. I'm mid 20s, uh, no kids. Um, kind of felt it was now or never in, in terms of risk taking. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I said, nonlinear thinker, I live in, I live in the abstract. Uh, so, you know, great job, a nine to five, you know, I just, it just didn't fit in my personality. My, uh, my mom is a, a real estate agent, um, and gosh, did it for 30 years and she used to have this very flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously performance driven, right? You either sell a house or you or you don't. And I, and I love that. Um so I think, you know, Mom's genes definitely uh uh were were inspiring. But uh yeah, I, you know, uh, I was so interested by that that side hustle and then organic search, you know, is Google, I think started in 1995, you know, we're 8 years into when I kicked things off, uh, you know, still very much in its, you know, it's in it's infancy and and honestly, where where else in the world could you kind of be the ultimate underdog and 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 compete with limited amount of resources and and mitigate that with hustle?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it that, that was just the uh, what uh, what really drove me to it.
0: So when you were starting these different projects back in in 20, uh, 2003. How did you know, like, at what moment did you think, like, I have something here? Like, when did things start to click where you're like, I'm putting the work in and I'm starting to, like, really see a payoff?
1: It, you know, it was a long process to, but I I could tell you the moment and then I'll work my way backwards. So I'm I'm walking to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers football game and it's just just me and my wife and um, it was a pretty long walk because we had uh, rather nosebleed seats at the time, Um, so you know, I'm walking and I'm, you know, just my mind's going about, you know, what I did the, the night before. And I, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like it was this level of like peace and conviction and I'm, and, in the whole, like one and a half mile walk, I'm telling her about the whole thing. Like, oh my gosh, I just realized <laughs> the opportunity size is here. And she's kind of look at me like, let it go. We're going to go watch <laughs> football. That was that moment. Um, and I want to say it was, you know, like a 2006. You know, about three years into this moonlighting. But honestly, really, after that conviction moment, things didn't really take off until 2008. You know, um, it was still another two years to where, you know, I knew I had something here, but I wasn't willing to take the next the next step.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um, you ended up, you know, getting like an eight-figure payout for credit loan, right? Like, I mean, wildly successful.
1: Yeah, I hit the, you know, that, um, so, you know, I say 2008, I, that's where that proverbial fork in the road happened. Right. Um, and I started actually making more money, you know, with this, this side hustle, um, than I was making with my paycheck. And, that's you the know, loved, right there. Yeah, I, I love both worlds. I love the security of, of the nine to five, you know, as, uh, you know, the, it's just the structure, right? The, the health insurance, the, um, you know, the routine, But, you know, I got to that fork of the road. It was uh, April 2008. And I said, I got to I got to I got to see if there's something here. Uh, Otherwise, I'll regret it, you know, Mm -hmm. for the the rest of my life. So, you know, two months after, you know, I I quit my job. We find out we're pregnant. Wow. Um, And it's like, whoa, okay. You know, more more pressure now. This is this is a good thing. Backs against the wall. Four months later. We obviously had the Great Recession that year um, and I and I was selling all of my leads at the time through City, who we know uh, basically, went you know, needed a half trillion dollar uh, uh, bailout. So, yeah, that was, you know, and I, again, I, I didn't want to go back working at the hospital. I just had this mentality of like, I'm not going back. I'm not failing. And that fear of failure still drives me to today.
0: I just, I love hearing kind of like the backgrounds of how people end up in in marketing and, you know, building websites. Because I feel like nine times out of ten, nobody started doing that. like I, Everybody I know, you know, a Fractal that I've met, had started doing something else and then something called to them about, you know, this industry and and getting into this kind of work. So that's why I appreciate you talking about that background. I feel like a lot of people are in your shoes or want to do what you did. So I think this will be a really valuable conversation. So in those early years, like you said, you had that kind of like epiphany of a moment. And then it wasn't until 2008 where you really started to see that pay off. Like what, and this is a big question, but what were some of your your primary strategies at that time to really get the traction you needed for credit loan to, to succeed?
1: You know, I think a lot of it was the knowledge base. You know, I knew I needed to uh, basically just never stop learning. Um, and And if I committed to that, I always knew I'm, you know, I'm going to find out if I, I I truly love this or, or not, you know, there's going to be potentially this threshold or, or inertia that I will hit. I just never ran into it. I kept wanting to learn more. And then the more I uh, learned, the more I applied, um, the more success I had, you know, it was just this really intrinsic compounding that, you know, I never expected, but just the thirst for information was so key because, you know, I started this with a a $5,000 tax return, essentially. Um, it, it was no, no investment, you know, all, all bootstrapped. And, you know, again, I, I just knew I, if I could out, if I, if I out hustled the, the bigger organizations that there was, there was that potential here.
0: So uh, from a marketing perspective or from a growth perspective, What were some of the things maybe you started doing and then as you were kind of like just gathering all this information, because I imagine it was kind of like a whole new world for you, right? Like you're, you're diving into this and you're like, there's a lot that goes into this, you know, just consuming information. So like maybe what did you not expect to be so important or to be so pivotal to that growth early on that ended up really being a major component of what you were doing? Um,
1: you know, I think uh, underestimating, you know, uh, the, you know, certainly the amount of time that's involved. Um, just, just knowing that, you know, Google was evolving at the time as well. You know, the revenue streams, the traffic streams all tied to, um, you know, Google search and Google evolved with algorithms. So to, so, so did I, and I guess staying progressive, you know, w- with that was, w- was pretty key, but, but you know, somewhat misunderstood. Uh I, I I can tell you, I had very good days and I had very bad days of losing all your organic rankings because of an update. And the revenue just I mean, it was it was that binary, it was gone. And like, whoa, um what what just happened? And then on the flip side, uh seeing a, a huge update and a lift and tripling, you know, revenue for the day. Yeah, those that, that that was the key. One thing that I, I think was a disadvantage but certainly um, had me work harder was, you know, 2003, you know, there there wasn't the, the Neil Patels of the world. There wasn't just the maturity, you know, uh, of information, certainly content shock now. But, uh, you know, you didn't really have those. You know, my, my conversations were with Rand Fishkin, you know, on SEOchat.com. Well you know, and just going back and forth in a private, you know, message, it, it was so limited that you didn't really understand. So, you know, there were a few guys, you know, Eric Wards, you know, God, God bless him. He he just passed away not too long ago. Um, but you know, you had some folks that you could lean on, but I I think that's one reason it took so long. It's just, you kind of underestimate what you need to get done. And you know, you're not Google. <laughs> you're just right. trying to a- emulate them.
0: Yeah, trying to keep up with what they're doing, <laughs> which I find so fascinating about this industry in general, and I explain it to people. Like, we, the entire industry can literally change overnight if Google decided to do something. <laughs> it's just hard for people to really grasp, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's very true, very true.
0: So, like you said, there weren't as many resources, as many kind of, like, leaders who you can get this information from then. People have access to that kind of thing now. So based on what you learned then, what what is the advice to people? Uh, what advice would you give to people now who are you know starting something from scratch who have access to that information? Like what would you tell them to do to increase their chances of success?
1: Yeah, I think you know information can be that double edged sword. You know because if you're just starting out, you may not know who Neil Patel is and whether he is that uh, authority. So you know I I do remember you know which like I said more of a double-edged sword. I, I never went to conferences, you know, and they were, they were going on back back then. I didn't want to be influenced by, by other people. So, not that I think it was resistance, it was just I didn't want to cloud my thinking. I had a certain way, you know, that I wanted to approach things, you know, and again, information is already limited as it, as it is, but you know, in hindsight, that that could have gone either way. So, climbing through the information, I think is going to be very difficult for somebody to, you know, that's just, just starting out. I think I look at Google, and somewhat of a nonlinear analogy here would be if you type in auto insurance in Google, and let's just say you don't see Geico and State Farm and some of these other brands, you start, you start questioning the credibility of the search engine. If you, you know, doing kind of the same thing as you're looking for information, how to do SEO, how to do, you know, these certain things, you look at Google, you know what they're objectively ranking. That mm-hmm. that's a great start. I mean, I'm not saying hey, number one, and it's Neil Patel that you just you know go all in and trust it. But I think you have to have a composite you know approach. You know, take what Neil says, take what you you know think, take what Brian Dean says, um, Gary Halbert. You got to take a composite approach. And uh, and the other thing too is what what are you trying to accomplish? To me, there's always an index you know, relative to what you're trying to accomplish. Competitors, right? You know, if you want to be, you know, I want to be NerdWallet. So what, well, what's NerdWallet doing? You know, where are you? I, I think the, the, that composite competitive analysis, at the end of the day, it's, it's in, in a long-winded fashion. It's a, it's an equation.
0: So Dan, you're a client of ours. And my question, we've, we've been doing content marketing for you, is how has content marketing played a role and when, when did that really step up to be part of your strategy?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what, what we were missing from our, our brands was really the data-driven, original research. You know, things that were, you know, uh, originating from the RR the, our, our voice, per se. Um, so, you know, being able to really take this market, market data um, and these studies and, and, and package them Um, you know, whether it was a a juxtaposition to, uh, something in the news cycle or, or what have you, you know, it was a, it was an angle that we weren't, we, you know, we weren't exploring. So, you know, it was going to be extremely tough for us to establish authority and credibility if we weren't a source for something. That's, that's been, I think the biggest benefit because you got to check the box, you got to create these articles you know, and, and this other forms of, of, uh, of best-in-class content. But it's only going to, you know, the best you can do is be topically comprehensive. That kind of stuff is not link-worthy. You know, people are not going to uh, link to the Wells Fargo cash visa review, right? <laughs> That's just, but you got to check the box. You got to find, you know, a different arc to tell that story. But at the end of the day, if you want to rank for Wells Fargo cash visa you got to have that piece on, you know, content on your site. Right. So the market data is what allows us to gain the links and the credibility. Therefore, really intrinsically, as you know, as the, uh, the, you know, the quote of, you know, as all uh, as the tide rises, all the boats in the harbor rise, that's what helps us unlock it is the the market side.
0: When did you come to that realization? Like, was it like you said, you were doing a lot of competitive research, like you want to be the nerd wallet. Was it like seeing other brands doing that kind of work? Or like, what was the spark that's like, oh, like we need multiple types of content in order to, to succeed here?
1: Yeah, you know, given Google's 200 ranking factors, you know, I, I knew there was simplification that, you know, yes, there's a lot of things that are, you know, conditional in the algorithm. But at the end of the day, you know, so many websites, so many, nef- you know, nefarious players as well, Google had to have this just this, this threshold of like trust, this this proverbial whitelist, I call it. And and who are the people on that whitelist, right? You know, Forbes, CNN, potentially NerdWallet, right? So what what were those guys doing? You know, they were creating these 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 uh, you know stories that were were just incredible, you know, work works of art, I, I call them. And what I noticed the pattern was is like they 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 didn't have a a linear connection between things that they wanted to rank for that had, you know, that bottom funnel commercial value. There wasn't this this causation uh, between the two. So here they are creating tangential um, studies uh, about uh, average debt in, in America in, in 2017 and then ranking for credit cards. It was really seeing those guys and how they were building their brands that, you know, kind of sparked it for me.
0: Right. and you use the word. It's funny because you use the same word we do, which is like tangential content, uh, phrase. And it's, yeah. it, it's hard sometimes to explain how content that's not completely tied to your brand message can be so beneficial to what you're trying to accomplish, especially if you're really trying to diversify your, your backlink portfolio or really just get your name out there in general, uh, it could be so effective.
1: I, listen, we had a t- you know in the office this week. I uh, you know I'm having a, a a healthy discussion about average grade level. You know, and one of our our guys is he's he's dug in and he's saying, uh, no, look at you know it's a 12, 13, 14th grade level uh, writing. And I said, yeah, that's that's intentional. We want to attract that. Right. You know, <laughs> we we know eighth grade level. That's for you know read you know usability, readability, all those things. But at the same time, you know when you add these high fidelity Data-driven mm-hmm. articles. It's one, you know, we want to attract a new audience, but two, it's it's a signal to Google. It's mm-hmm. saying, wow, you know, there's some some academia happening here, you know, happening here, that they're gonna, I think, refactor in the algorithm, you know, for your site differently. So um, that was that was a funny conversation because I said, hey man, six months ago we weren't even fighting over average grade level, <laughs> you know, twelve months ago we weren't doing this. I'm like, we have come a long way to spend one hour. <laughs> debating uh, average grade level so that's that's not a bad place to be
0: right and that i think what you were saying before about building authority is key there because like yeah there's so many types of content you can create and it's good like it's good content nothing wrong with it but when it comes to those signals to google where it's like we created this and this is something we like really know about etc it can it can really go a long way
1: that, to me, that's the name of the game is, is trust and, and authority. Um, I don't know what that threshold is for, you know, when you, uh, start ranking faster, but, mm-hmm. but we know it, we know it happens. We know the lag time between creating a, you know, a competitive article that you're, you know, you're targeting, a a certain keyword. I mean, it'll go from it taking say two years to rank to sometimes two months, you right. know, it's, really this, this compounding effect, uh, which, uh, it's really hard to explain at times to, uh, to, to folks.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can be. So over the course of the last decade or so, when you're building all this out, how do you come up with your, this is also a very big question. So however you want to answer it, if there's a particular piece you want to dive into, but like, what do you like, what inspires you? How do you come up with ideas? Like what's your process? Are you say you're like a, you're a nonlinear, a linear thinker? So how, when you have like kind of this nebulous task in front of you, how do you tackle it? What what is your first step?
1: It's definitely requires definitely some creative uh, ability because you know you think of topics like I mentioned, uh, Wells Fargo, Cash Visa, you know, finance in general is 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 boring. But at the same time, I also feel because it's boring, nobody's been able to figure out how to make it interesting. Mm. So trying to find, you know, just these arcs within a narrative. Um, a, a good example of like that that Wells Fargo, we did a Citibank review, and it started with just just a at the title level. We said, How City became you know a hundred and ninety billion dollar company instead of the normal title would have been Citibank Review. Okay. Um, so what that did was for the you know creative direction and the liberty for the writers. Was they started from there? They said, "Okay, well, how am I going to build this arc to 190, you know, 190 billion dollar market cap?" And we saw that that just changed everything from uh, from the writing. So, you know, that that's not even four months old. I mean, I'm still learning things. I wish it, I I learned that 15 years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you again, you just never stop learning and and, and looking for ways to. You know build those lateral uh, connections and again it's it's not easy i mean lots of brainstorming and then trying to restitch it in you know in a linear way is definitely a challenge
0: do you have similar uh, approaches now when it comes to trying to learn everything like are there certain resources you return to or or certain things you look at?
1: I think it's tough to you know as much as I wanted to make that that portion of a uh, you know prescriptive i I always find it's it's impossible to try to scale it and or emulate you know it when you see it I think that's that's something that You know, you see an awesome story on Business Insider or what have you, like whether it's tied to the news cycle or or timely. We had a piece, the most viral piece we ever did. And this was, I think, back in, gosh, uh, 2008, was how the average American spends their paycheck. So the ubiquity, the relativity to the consumer. And this was the dig.com days. The minute we put it on dig.com, it blew up. Till this day, it still attracts backlinks. We still refresh it. Oh my God. Um, but it is still a traffic monster because, you know, everybody gets a paycheck. Right. And, you know, just that uh, seeing what everybody's spending money on. I don't know. It's that it's the it's creating a piece with the optimal level of dissonance. Right. You know, pairing two uncommon things or something that's just unbelievably believable. I think that if you can, you know, uh, scale that, man, that's that would be super, super valuable.
0: I like that phrase, unbelievably believable. <laughs> I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, it's it's just these intersections of uh, just dissonance, I think, where, again, you have so much content out there, right? Attention span, you know, eight seconds now. Um, device mm-hmm. fragmentation. Like, it's hard to keep, you know, somebody captive. Um, so you got to create something that's, uh, you know, going to get their attention in a way that's, I think, invokes that curiosity loop.
0: Right, and... The- it's so true what you said, like, everybody gets a paycheck so everybody can relate, because we've seen that. Like, if people can't see themselves in the content you're creating, they just don't. I mean, they're not going to care. They're just going to move on. It's like yep. making sure that they can see while they're reading it, like, oh, like, I fit into this somehow. Has been has been like at the forefront of our minds.
1: You know, and that's what with quote.com, you know, as, as I think about that domain, it is the ultimate versatility, right? Um, the reason I bought it, I had my second conviction moment in terms of, you know, a future opportunity that was 10 times stronger than I ever had with credit loan. And it was because, you know, essentially the sediment and the ubiquity of a quote. And could I ever find a way to dovetail that? to upper funnel content. And in some of the examples I've tried, just haven't had a lot of time to spend on it, was you know, uh, this one quote will make you think twice about having life insurance, right? Mm-hmm. You're, build, you're building a story. It's a form of, 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 of almost thought leadership to where can you conceivably get somebody from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel in one article, right? We all know consumers buy on emotion and not logic. So it's been a really interesting project. Like I said, get a quote on anything, right? Auto insurance, personal loans, home security. I mean, we could be Geico, ADT, SolarCity, Angie's List, all in one site and uh, kind of truncated that here internally as, uh, you know, we could be the Amazon of lead generation. Big opportunity, lots of, um, but you got to you got to build the ground floor too. It's so very important.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a fascinating idea, and it seems like an overwhelming amount to, to plan. So when you're when you're going for that, like I love that concept of taking somebody from top of the funnel to the bottom in like the same piece. I feel like that's such a rare thing, but when you're generating content in all these different verticals, like you know, what do you prioritize?
1: Well, I think you know we definitely do not deviate from the credit loan playbook. You know, the idea is we know we could create. You know, very similar. Let's say auto insurance, data-driven studies, a review of Geico, uh, the ability to just make sure we we do that well is is you know the primary focus. But like the you know the one quote, life insurance, those are those are kind of our venture place. You know, that's our our R and D. Can we figure out how to how to do both? Because I think what's missing from quote honestly is just the brand awareness. Because once you get that brand awareness. Look how playful the brands become, right? Geico, uh, Camels to Cavemen, right? Um, <laughs> everybody, it's because you know them for, for insurance. Imagine Quote.com having that same level uh, of awareness. I'll, I'll just take a, a tenth of it for now. Um, <laughs> imagine it has that same level of awareness and then our ability to, to play with the sediment of a quote. And how it makes you feel, right? Like it would be unlimited. So that was an epiphany for me. It's just the timing. Like you can't be both. There's brand confusion if you're if you're too heavy, like trying to push this agenda with the one quote life insurance. You know. So take those shots
0: when you can,
1: but you know, stick to what clearly has worked on Credit loan.
0: Yeah, I love that perspective. Where yeah, brand awareness is such a hard thing to measure, and yet it's so important. You know, it's it's a harder thing to like put numbers to, but I've never heard it described that way. Where it's like, yeah, over time, like you're able to expand your possibilities so much more. People know who you are.
1: Yeah, it's you're selling it. You know, they're selling experiences, right? Coca Cola, they're they're trying to sell you an experience. Uh, GoPro, you know, they're selling the benefits. You know, that's a that's a that's a key component of of, of just psychology of sales and and really behavioral economics. I mean. Listen, when you go into Home Depot and you're looking for essentially a drill bit, you know, say two, two and a quarter inch, you don't really want a drill bit. You want a two and a quarter inch hole. That's what, you, that's what you really want, you know? So fast tracking with ad copy and and design and really thinking of, of the end state for the consumer. Uh, don't sell, don't sell the, the specs, sell, sell the benefits of this. And, uh,
0: that, you know, was there, again,
1: you know, that was like two years ago. I, that was, those are epiphanies, right? Like you never, you never stop learning.
0: Uh, I think that's a perfect note to end on actually. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It was really insightful to kind of see into your perspective as you were developing these sites and having those experiences. And um, yeah, thank you for being here. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe. Don't leave me with the realization that I'm talking to no one. And please rate and review on iTunes so I can keep making this podcast better and your lives easier. Take care.